Bills Mafia, was good? This Stevie Johnson, Mr. Why So Serious, and you now tuned in to The Lowdown with Jake Jordan. Welcome, everybody, to the coolest place in Bills Mafia outside of Western New York. I am your host, Jake. This is the Lowdown, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. And this is the first episode that you will be hearing after what has tragically went down in the country of Ukraine today. Thursday, February 24th, 2022, is a day that will be in the history books for people to remember and of course thoughts and prayers go out to all the people being affected in ukraine by this travesty from a you know a a historical perspective this has been done before and has led to something that took the lives of countless and it was completely unnecessary so i'm going to leave a little bit of a moment of silence between this intro and the interview that i will be doing with justice which of course like I told you a few weeks ago, the offseason plans were to have a full episode of talking about what the Buffalo Bills have done and a rundown of that. And then the next week was going to be a part of my series of how I wanted the show to originally go. Uh, when I first started it, I wanted it to be half the show was analysis. The second half was an interview for somebody that you may know from the community. And of course, it you know divulged from that. But eventually, it is now coming back. So I'm going to be doing this. Of course, I brought Justice on. He's one of my great friends. And, you know, I did a little bit of research on him and he doesn't know. But, you know, when I bring him on, he's going to be a little bit unknowing of what it is. I basically just told him, hey, show up. Don't worry about preparing. Because basically the one person who knows the most about Justice is Justice. So he doesn't need to prepare at all. But again, this has been a tragic day with lots of nonsensical loss of life it is not something that we should take for granted as americans and i know you're gonna see the people on twitter for as long as this conflict is going on until whenever it's resolved people are gonna blame last regimes current regimes left right front center who cares the one thing that this should be doing is bringing us all together with a sense of you should know that us as Americans, while America has its problems, it's still one of the greatest places to live on earth. And, you know, we see that every single day when we see things like hap what happened today on Thursday happen all across the world. And it's just a reminder to be thankful for what we have and how we've always fought for freedom and we have it, and we should be thankful for it. But at any moment, if we were anywhere else, it could be taken away in a day or two. So we should always be thankful for that. Please enjoy this awesome interview that I have with Justice General after this quick 30-second moment of silence.
Welcome, everybody. And you already know what's going on here. But I just told Justice before we went on the air that we are not talking about the Bills today. No, we are going to be talking about Justice. And if anybody listened to my episodes, you know, a few weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago at that point, I talked about what I originally wanted the show format to be was that every week, the first half of the show, I was going to talk about the Bills and give my viewpoint on it. And the second half, I was going to grab somebody and interview them. And eventually that didn't happen. And I just, it devolved into talking about the Bills because the Bills had a hell of a run. So I thought, well, the offseason is here. Why not have one week where I talk about all the stuff that's happened? And then the next week I do an interview. And then that at least gives me two weeks of Buffalo Bills news that I can then use on a show. Obviously, I don't get that. Uh, I, I don't get that luxury by doing a live show with this man every single week. Uh, we kind of just have to shoot the shit. But speaking of that, Justice, you are here. How are you doing, my guy? Oh, man, um, I, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, obviously, very heavy day uh, today. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, as you kind of alluded to, you know, before we started, you know, it, it, you, you, it, it gives you perspective, you know, um, yeah. everything going on, it, it definitely gives you perspective and it, it makes you realize, Hey, you know, um, things could be a lot worse than, than what they are, no matter who you are and what you're going yeah. through, things could be worse, you know? So, yeah. And America, you know, has its problems and failures that, it has to fix itself, but it still doesn't change that, you know, it's still one of the best places to live on earth. And right. there's a reason why, you know, people come to this country. So, you know, I, but I, I, I don't want to have the whole mood down because basically the vibe has been off all day, basically with all this news. And I was just like, you know what? Today's the day I pull the trigger and I talk about justice. Now, justice, I did a little bit of research on you, my guy. Oh wow! Okay. Um, yeah, and, and 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 I know that's uh, I know that's probably weird because we sit here and we talk all the time and shit like that. But I've never like when somebody goes, "I've researched you." You're like, "Oh my god, what is this?" <laughs> right? That's what I was about? thinking. Like, what is what? he possibly found? <laughs> what, what what is he gonna find? But but first of all, you know, I'll bring these things up throughout the show, things that I found. But kind of people know you as Justice, the content creator, right? Right. Justice, the guy who talks about the bills with other people all the time and seems to be all over everything. And the guy who makes those awesome ass videos on Twitter and YouTube. <laughs> Everybody knows you as that. But maybe they don't know justice before the content creation. So what what if anything can you say that like before you even got in the game? And then, of course, you know, you can talk about what led you to start creating content. But what was Justice like before he was a content creator? Uh, oh, man. What was Justice like before a content creator? All right. Well, I didn't go by Justice. Um, mm. Like, I, I went by a nickname. Uh, I used to go by Lyric. Um, mm. And uh, I, I was, uh, man, like, I, my really, my life, you know, just revolved around really... Uh, my girlfriend, my family, mm. um, you know, just 
doing what I can to to uh, keep those guys, you know, happy, satisfied, whatever the case may mm. be. Um, you know, just just doing what I can to be the best loved one I could be. Um, mm-hmm. I also was in. Uh, <laughs> I was a part of, I guess what, what we call we called it Black Twitter. Um, okay, where we just just made jokes. It was just joke central <laughs> every day, um, and basically. Is like by by any means necessary, do whatever you can to to have you know something funny, something that everybody recognizes as funny. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that kind of allowed me uh, to learn how to uh, create content in the sense of you know what I felt like would get engagement because ha- mm-hmm. it was like a dog eat dog world where you know if if you're if you weren't funny you were going to get laughed at. Like people were going to make fun of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's the one thing um, <laughs> uh, is that, you know, uh, if you're, if you, you know, do something that is not funny or, you know, just corny or anything, people are going to let you know. So yeah, um, yeah that, that was probably, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, I mean, I didn't do very much, you know, I was kind of just mm-hmm. a chill, you know? Yeah, man. I, I didn't do really too much. That's, that's kind of who I was. All right, so I gotta ask the question: Have you always wanted to create content, though? And I'm asking you this question, having some stuff that I'm going to bring up. But have you always wanted to be a guy who created content, whether it be you know on actual like television or on the internet or YouTube? Like, has that always been something that you know you've always dabbled in and wanted to actually do and get into? Um. I feel like that's a little oversimplified. It's mm-hmm. not that I necessarily yeah, yeah. always want to create content so much as I always wanted to be a part of like a tribe, you know, I always yeah. wanted to to find out where my place was like, you know, what community um, that I fit in, you know, mm-hmm. um, I always wanted to be accepted somewhere. Uh, so that was my thing. Um, and yeah, like I, I tried a lot of different places. I tried to fit in and uh, nothing really worked. I'm kind of a very uh, unique individual. <laughs> so mm-hmm. some people might say I'm like weird or whatever, but um, it was it was always hard to kind of find people who are interested in the same things as me. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was my big thing. It wasn't necessarily that I wanted to create content, but, you know, um, being in that situation where it's doggy dog, you kind of have you you're forced to to recognize, you know, what people like to see and mm-hmm. you know what content would attract who and where it would fit and you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, it was it was more so just about me finding out uh, who I am and and what I like and, and everything like that. Yeah, and I can uh, I can definitely see what you were talking about right there, where you said that. You know, you were always you're always looking for what what is going to be the thing that you know people want to see, and mm. that led me across a YouTube channel, Mister Oh Justin. Lord, oh Lord! I came across a YouTube channel that had five videos on it in total, and I was like, okay, maybe this is just somebody who has the exact same name as Justice. <laughs> but then I, I click on I click on the videos. <laughs> It's the cinnamon challenge. Oh my god, the cinnamon <laughs> challenge. Oh. Got, there I are remember. five 
videos and at least three of them three that i you know ended up watching had different people doing the cinnamon challenge in them yeah like my little brother and my mom um, and myself as well (laughs) and i could just see that in that video you're like the same dude like i (laughs) like you're like oh my god dude i so i'm i'm watching these videos and i'm like is this justice? And then finally I get to the one where I see, you know, tall ass motherfucker in it. <laughs> and I'm like, that is definitely justice. I, I, I recognize that shit. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I saw you do the cinnamon challenge and I'm like, okay, so he's all, you know, like you, you've dabbled in like, Hey, I'm you know, I'm going to put some YouTube videos out and you know, this is a viral thing that's going on. Well, so- back then it was, it was like, I don't, I can't remember if that was Facebook or MySpace um but it was it was more so about that you know people were uh all over whichever platform it was you know mm-hmm. doing the cinnamon challenge and i was thinking to myself like i could do this like that seems easy you know um, everybody did and, yeah exactly <laughs> and it didn't work out it didn't work out at all for me um as soon as i you know soon as i ate the the, the um spoonful of cinnamon mm-hmm. it immediately came out of my nose and i couldn't breathe so uh it was <laughs> that was weird uh and same thing happened to my mom uh that was hilarious mm-hmm. my little brother my little brother he, he's currently in the air force right now mm-hmm. he actually ate it with no problems yeah yeah so he, he that won was, that challenge yeah he he definitely did and dude you know speaking of your family you know that's not something that i at least in conversations with me that we've had, you know, a ton of com- just conversations about. Mm-hmm. So, like, tell me about it. You know, your family and, you know, your life. I'm I'm going to assume that you lived in Buffalo because yes. of. Okay. Yes. Uh, born and raised in Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, up until I was about 20 years old. Then I moved to Tampa, Florida. Um, um, I am the fourth child of seven children. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm exactly wow. directly in the middle. Yep. Um, you're like the it. super middle child, dude. Like Literally. I've got, I've got, it's my older brother and then my younger brother and I'm the middle child, but you're like, like there's a large sample size there and you're in the middle. Directly in the middle. Exactly. <laughs> um, we got a third or 36 year old. He's going to be 37 this year. Mm-hmm. And then all the way down to. I think she just turned like 11 or 12, something like that. Um, wow. Yeah, so really big age gap. Um, like I said, born and raised in Buffalo. Uh, my dad made me a Bills fan since I came out the womb. Um, right. The earliest picture that we have of me is um, me in a Bills jumpsuit. Um, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> that's just, I don't know, man. And ever since I can remember, I just – you know, it was a Bills fan. I wanted to, I like the Bills, all of the Bills. And, and uh, you know, my older brother wasn't. Uh, he was a Patriots fan. He liked everybody except the Bills. So, you know, and that was annoying. My little brother, uh, he 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 likes the Bills, but he likes them secretly. Um, and okay. I, don't, I don't like that either. Uh, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna be a Bills fan, you gotta, you gotta be, be unapologetically a Bills fan. Exactly right. Exactly. Um, so uh <laughs> yeah the, everybody um I was, I was close to my little brother growing up um and then obviously i moved to tampa he went to the military 
Um, so now we don't really get to see very much of each other. Uh, we see yes. each other, you know, a few times every few years. Um, one thing about it is my seven family members, mm-hmm. all seven of us have never, has never been in a room together. So that is, uh, one really, thing, yeah, that is one thing that we need to get done. Um, so when my brother is able to, you know, have a come home for a little while, or even, you know, if he's, uh, you know, uh, discharged, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make that happen. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, Buffalo, New York, uh, East side of Buffalo, New York. I went to ECC 78 right there, uh, on Olympic. Um, from there, I went to community charter on Edison. I went to Kip Sankofa over there, um, <laughs> in central park. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, then I went to Benjamin Franklin Middle School in uh, Tonawanda. Was, okay. Yeah, as, that's when I kind of moved out or to the suburbs. Um, then I lived out in Amherst while going to Franklin. Then I lived in Amherst while going to Timon, Bishop uh, mm-hmm. Timon St. Jude in South Buffalo. Uh, and then things didn't work out there. I ended up going to Grover Cleveland High School, which was called iPrep. Um, it was downtown. Oh, and, I know. Trust me, I, I found your, I found your max prep. Oh my, oh the max preps. Oh my, yo, do they, do they still have the pictures up? Uh, they had, they have some pictures, but that- yeah, man, there were some pictures that were just like crazy. Like there was a picture of me standing next to like the shortest guy on our team. Absolutely insane. I don't know if that was on max preps anymore, but I do remember that picture. It's absolutely insane. It, it's just crazy because being like, okay, so I'm six ten. 300 like 80 pounds right mm-hmm. and just being so large um you kind of don't really realize how large you are just because i'm used to it right yeah, but then yeah. when i see myself in pictures next to people it's like oh wow like <laughs> i'm really big as hell <laughs> so it's crazy because i was gonna ask this because i know how tall you are now and i see here you know they have you listed as six six yeah and i and and i understand you know, this is it. I mean, at least it has you listed as a sophomore well, here. Yeah, that was my sophomore year because, yeah, yeah, so I went into high school at 6'4 um, mm. as a freshman. My sophomore year, I shot up to 6'6, six, six, and by senior year, I was 6'9. So, yeah. 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 So I, I had both, and I was very curious because I saw two Jay Radfords, right? One uh, was at Bishop Time, and, and the other one was at Grover Cleveland. Yep. So, I looked and I'm like, oh, okay. But one had you for football and the other one had you for basketball. Yes. So that, you know, be, being a sports guy myself, you know, loving both of those sports, I had to ask basketball or football, which one did you enjoy more? Which one did I enjoy more? Like yeah. playing? Yeah, just playing well, as a player. I, I, I love football with my heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love playing basketball more. Um, because people don't you know, like people just like when you're big, people don't really, I guess, take time. You know, nobody ever really taught time to teach me the game of football. You yeah. know, um, my coaches didn't, you know, for high school, we were all in. I've never won a varsity football game in my life. <laughs> really? All four years. Yeah. Never. I played varsity all four years when I was at Timon. Uh, mm. my first, my first year, we didn't win a, a single game. Okay. Uh, of varsity. 
And then at Grover for oh no, I was at Tyman for freshman and sophomore year for football. And then uh at Grover varsity both years, we never won a single football game uh for varsity. So like it wasn't well, fun. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm, like it, I I, yeah. I never taught I was never taught gap control. I was never taught, you know, pulling schemes. I was never taught any of this stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was just, hey, go out there, put on these pads, run around and, and have fun. Like, you know, so it, I, I, I could never like football that way. But in basketball, mm-hmm. it, was, it was more freedom. You know, I was bigger than everybody. I also had a little bit of a jumper, you know, so I could I could do some things in basketball. Yeah. I could get the recognition and, you know, you don't get that as an offensive lineman in football, you know, so. And uh, I got to ask because I found a Buffalo News article and <laughs> it was about uh, South Park wins season openers, the, yep. name of the, the uh-huh. title of it. And there's a picture of you. Blocking this, my shot. Yeah. Well, yeah. This dude, he's fading back and your long ass <laughs> arm bro, is so far up there. Like I'm and and I was curious, too, because I see you're wearing the number 23 on that. Yes, Yet sir. Max Preps has you listed as 32. What the hell? For Which basketball? Is, yeah, for basketball. See, and I told you, bro, like, that's what I'm saying. Grover, bro. Okay, so when I got to Grover my sophomore year, uh-huh. it was after football season. This is basketball season. Basketball team was so good, we ended up going to the state finals, right? Mm. Um, uh, and this was, you know, I'm, I'm a sophomore. I was on varsity. We was on state finals, right? I think I might have been 32 that year, though. So maybe that's where they got it from. I know okay. I was 34, actually. So, so well, then get that right, right? Exactly. <laughs> so after my sophomore season, there's this guy in front of me. His name is Kadeem Kadeem Hillman. Mm-hmm. He's six four. This guy, when I tell you, he's built like a superhero. Like he he's six four because I was six eight six seven six eight and I really couldn't dunk that well. This mm. man's doing windmills and <laughs> putting behind his back. He's just he's superhuman. So you know when he finally you know when he graduates and everything, uh, he goes play college ball. Mm. And now I'm the center. You know, like he he never came out the game. He never got tired. Never needed to blow. I never got burned while he was you know while he was. Uh, you know, on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, when he left the team, I got a little more. But no, I was actually number, I wanted number 24 because I wanted to, to honor Kobe. But since okay. we didn't have a number 24, I ended up going with 23 to honor LeBron. Mm. So to honor LeBron, wow. That's, uh, that's good. Usually when you hear 23, you think Jordan, right? Yeah. But, uh, the, and and that that was the one thing that I I saw you wearing twenty three and I'm like oh wow that's actually pretty cool because that's of course the number I wore on the high school basketball team really okay yeah. so I I wore twenty three obviously my last name is Jordan so everybody was like right. oh you got to wear twenty three I'm like really do I need to wear twenty three you know like like let me have my own number but whatever like I I got twenty three and of course when you walk down to the court and it says Jordan on the back of your jersey in twenty three everyone's like oh shit okay. So, but I, I, I didn't ball like that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there and yeah, I, I, I thought it was fun because I saw, obviously you went and played basketball. I couldn't find anything on you playing football. Yeah. At, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you were just, it was just so bad that they didn't even have any of your stuff put on there. Yeah. Like why? Like, wh- okay. Let me ask if you're a scout, 
I don't yeah, yeah. care if like if there's a baby Jesus on the football team. <laughs> You're not wasting your time, energy, gas, money to go yeah. watch some kid who plays for a team that went 0 and 8 last year and they're currently 0 and 4 looking to go 0 and 8 again like nobody wants to come see us play. So if I, any if anything, you being on that team, the only reason a scout would ever see you is because they're there we to watch maybe somebody. somebody on the other team. Exactly. And that's a, yeah. where I, I got a lot of my uh you know, buzz from like, you know, Buff State mm-hmm. wanted me to go there. Um, there was a couple other schools. Like I got mm-hmm. accepted to West Virginia at the time. West Virginia was the number two school in the nation or something like that. They yeah. had, that was their peak for that season. They mm-hmm. offered me a spot to come try out. Now I don't got money to just be going to West Virginia yeah. as a walk on. So <laughs> couldn't make that happen, but mm-hmm. it was still pretty cool, you know, to even have the offer. Okay, so you you talk about kind of the stuff that happens after school. I got to know. So you graduate, right? I believe you graduate, what, 2013, it says? Your yes, class sir. of 2013. So, God, that's crazy to me because, one, I, I never graduated high school. But, like, hell? yeah, okay, so I, 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 I don't want this to be about me. It's about you. But uh i'll I'll, t- I'll tell you after the show like big part well if we even have time i know you've got something you got to do later I mean, just, but, just go ahead let, let us yeah, know what so, okay so what i did was i thought i was too smart for high school i mm. thought i i thought i was being like held back i was in classes and i was literally going in and you know i i, I know it's not my teacher's fault coach lee i love coach lee he was my uh he was my basketball coach and Maybe it was just him making it easy on me, but you know, the whole class I'd go in there and it was the normal like US history class or something like that. I'd get the work done in like 10 minutes. And then I'd sit there for the rest of the class just with nothing to do. And I did that for multiple classes that I was doing my final year in high school, which would have been my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I went to my mom and I'm like, eh, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm not really learning what I can. And my mom, of course, wants to be like, oh, my God, you're a little child genius. Yes, let's let's <laughs> do whatever. Right. So I go and I'm like, I'll do Florida virtual school like I can work at my own pace. I can get through it. I can finish school early. And, you know, I go to do that. And eventually my mom just goes, you know what? Why don't you just get your GED? I'm like, oh, my GED, you know, like I, I everybody always looks down on a GED. Right. But I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you right now, if you're somebody who never finished high school, do getting the GED is probably like the best thing that you can do. People yeah. look down on it, but it's still having something. And that's more than having nothing. But and honestly, people only look down on it in high school. Once you get yeah. past high school into the real world, don't nobody give a damn. So, yeah, <laughs> you it, exactly. It's a high school equivalency exam that exactly. you have to take to get it. So and like your Parker is getting his GED. So exactly. So, you know, I I go and I get my GED and. Basically, I'm like, oh, I can have my GED, but then Florida Virtual School, I just see I wasn't handling any of this, but then my mom was handling this. It was basically I show up, my mom getting like tells me what I got to do. So I'm like, OK, so I go and take my GED. Well, it turns out Florida Virtual School is like, well, you can't take Florida Virtual School anymore. You got a high school equivalency thing mm-hmm. because I passed the GED test on my first time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I passed the GED with only being a sophomore in high school. And like I, I had no and any kind of learning past that. 
Is that why you're almost done with school now and you're like so young? Yeah. Uh, So I, I, I do, I do that. And then basically it's like, no, you can't be in high school anymore. You basically just got your degree. Right. I'm like, Oh shit. So that, that, that's kind of what happened to me in high school. So that's why I didn't get to keep playing sports. I didn't get to keep wrestling because like I, I could do all those clubs outside because technically I was still a student at the school, but I was just doing Florida virtual school, uh-huh. but then that all got messed up. But after you talked about after that, and you had kind of, you know, offers from a couple, what was life after high school? What, what did you do right after high school? Well, uh, in the middle of my senior year, uh, my little brother ended up getting jumped. Um, and so I went, I transferred to his school, you know, to mm. so we can kind of just, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like just yeah, look out for him and everything. Um, so we were at the same school. Uh, we were supposed to be on a basketball team together. That didn't work out. But uh, long story short, I ended up graduating uh, from Buffalo Academy of Science Charter School. Okay. Um, and shout out to Mr. Alessi. Um, I'm forever grateful for him because because I transferred schools in high school, mm-hmm. like I, I like my credits were all messed up and my counselors at at a you know at Grover they didn't really care. Just to be yeah. quite honest, like you know, yeah, so yeah. Uh, Mr. Alessi was able to you know uh, do some things and he put in some applications for me and because I didn't even understand the process or anything like that. I was so unprepared. Um, and, and and this is putting in applications for what for for, for colleges for college. Okay, so yeah. because I know down here, you know, in your senior year, a big thing and part of the curriculum is at the beginning of your senior year they you know you're kind of required to at least apply to a few schools see and they were they were they put us in those classes because i was in ap classes and everything else yeah um i could have graduated as a junior but i wanted to play football and basketball my senior Mm -hmm. year so i you know i was the whole thing um but again the the counselors she just they just didn't care um so like i didn't even know you know, I, I wasn't meeting any deadlines. You know, I wasn't in co- con- um, contact with any colleges. I didn't know I was supposed to be, you know, yeah. I was just going to school every day and, and you know, they weren't saying anything. So I didn't say anything. And, and I didn't know, you know, how much I was putting myself behind the eight ball. Yeah. Um, but like I said, shout out to Mr. Alessi. He he ended up putting in some some uh, applications for me and everything else. And turns out my grades were good enough and they gave me a full ride to Madai College. Mm. Um, so immediately, uh, after high school, I, I graduated and, uh, I started at Madai, um, you know, that fall, mm-hmm. um, I was dormant for like two weeks before I realized I couldn't afford it. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, and I was on the basketball team, uh, you know, the whole shebang. It was, uh, yeah. it was pretty cool. Um, nothing crazy. You know, I was just in the, the, you know, the gymnasium every day, putting up shots, go back to my dorm, eat my hot pockets. And that was my life. <laughs> I <laughs> do some homework. I, I, I feel that, uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up because I see, and I'm, and I'm not sure, uh, how, how exactly this comes, but I, I see a Bloomberg article. Like you look up justice Radford Buffalo on, mm-hmm. on, google because i just assumed that's where i was going to be able to find any articles that had you involved in it mm-hmm. and there was a big thing and this is in 2011 you might know there was yep. 
the rally and mm -hmm. you know the boycott at city hall in buffalo and there's a picture of you in this article looking and sad as hell yeah yeah kind of <laughs> it says justice radford a student from yeah, grover cleveland high school yeah. looks on at a rally and i kind of want to know what 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 was that about because obviously with a rally that means there's a message and i've read the article so i still i i kind of know about it but people that are listening probably don't so like ex explain to everybody kind of why you were there and what was kind of the message behind that oh yeah absolutely okay so um when i was uh, i think i was like a junior um i went to school right and i was i was a little late so i went hmm. And uh, I'm standing outside and well, no, I'm not standing outside. I go to the school and there's a bunch of kids that are standing outside and they're saying uh, I, I, my mom dropped me off, by the way. So, okay. you know, um, I, I'm standing outside with the and My mom is talking to the kids. She's like, why are you guys not in school? And, you know, they was like, well, they're not letting us in school uh, and all this other stuff. Um, because we was late because we the bus ran late, da, 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 all this other stuff. Right. Well, mom. You know, my mom is someone who really doesn't like when people who are um, when people don't have a voice, you know, yeah. when people or their voices are trying to be silenced or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, me, I was a good kid. I had good grades. I had a good reputation. They let me walk right into school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I just walked into school and not knowing anything was even happening. And then um you know, they, those kids, they weren't allowed in the school, you know, that the school was under the impression that they were in gangs or doing drugs or whatever the case may be. So they weren't letting them in school. I guess they were trying okay. to punish them for, for coming late per, um, you know, every day or whatever the case may be. I'm not sure. Um, okay. So I go to class and immediately, I mean, Jake, immediately, as soon as I mm -hmm. sit down, I'm, I get there's a phone call. Justice come to the office. I'm like, uh, all oh, right, geez. right. So I'm like, what? Just you just it, trying it, to sit down in class, exactly. <laughs> and I'm nervous because those kids who are outside are like, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh damn, maybe they know I came in late or something. So I go to the office, and my mom before I even get to the office, my mom is in the hallway. She's like, Jay, let's go. I'm like, oh, what? Okay. <laughs> right. So I'm confused. Right. Um. You know, turns out my mom ended up going into the school and kind of reading, you know, like the principal, the, the vice principal and stuff. He, she she was telling these people off. Right. Like telling them, okay. you know, you can't you can't send these kids home. Some of them don't, you know, you know, just the, yeah. the array of different situations that can happen with, you know, underprivileged kids. So um, she she stood up for for all of them, you know, for all of us, really. Um, and then she became the parents, you know, teacher coordinator uh at our school and she became basically like a voice for the students which we had never had before and um after all that there then was this rally you know where teachers felt like they were getting underpaid and um you know a, a, a lot of different things where they felt like the you know the buffalo public school system was letting them down in a lot of different ways mm -hmm. and so they planned this rally where we had a half day one day so um, the, the plan was to not go to school on that half day, but instead to go downtown and be a part of the rally. Um, so my uncle, uh, I mean, if you live in Buffalo, you may have heard of my uncle, Samuel Raffert. Um, I was just about to ask you, that was a name that came up multiple times yeah. when I was researching what this article was about. Yeah, he, he works um, on the uh, parent and children uh, 
uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember the exact name of it, but basically it's, um, I got you. you know, it's, it's this group that, that works, you know, with the schools and, and tries to make, uh, you know, learning better, more sustainable and just, you know, yeah. just improve the quality for, for public school, you know, children. And um, he ran that. And, you know, like I said, we did a little a quote unquote boycott. I mean, we were only skipping the half a day of school. Like it wasn't yeah. even crazy, um, you know. And uh, I, I was a family member of his, <laughs> and um, they took a picture of me. I did not even know that picture was being taken. Nobody asked my permission for anything. All I know is I woke up and you know, I was just wanting to you, you know, see yourself in a newspaper. And it's like, wait, what the hell? Like, what happened? You yeah, know? I thought it was pretty cool though, so I didn't complain. Like yeah, that. you're like, hey, I'm in a, I'm in a Bloomberg. Yeah, exactly. I, I wish there. I didn't look so damn sad, but yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know why they chose that picture because yeah. they want to, you know, it yeah. it invokes emotion, right. especially especially when the whole article was about integration in public school systems, right. and with that being graduation rates and stuff like that. And you can arc that back to what you said is like your counselors didn't care, you right. didn't know. Like that's kind of just like an indictment on the school system in general is that happens in a lot of places and especially right. a lot of lower income places, because I, I wouldn't be lying if I said to the town that I lived in, I told you about it when we did the whole episode mm -hmm. on the, the graduation rates every single year got worse. Right. And like I said, it was basically being a, a, a white person in that town it was the minority in that town because it was mainly workers and people that had lived there forever and it's you know of course south florida mm -hmm. so you know it's it was just a lower income working class town and it nobody really cared kind of coming out of it it was like well yeah you know if you don't graduate whatever you can just work at the sugar mill or whatever like that that's kind of just the mentality of what the school was was just like they didn't care so that that's a failing thing of a lot of the public school systems so it was definitely a good read and your picture uh definitely was used to invoke more emotion in people uh but i i obviously we touch on all this and you get your education what what do you do what like you don't obviously have to say how far you got in college or whatever you did uh but kind of like we're going to start talking more about you as a Bills fan and kind of what you do now. Mm -hmm. But just to kind of wrap up what was Justice before Justice was making uh, these videos and stuff like that right now. Like college, you said you're playing basketball, you're going, you're eating Hot Pockets, and then <laughs> you're, you're sitting doing, you know, whatever in your room. Uh how, how does that end? How does that end up for justice? What 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 does he do after? Oh, uh, man. Um, so found out I couldn't afford to be in the dorms. Mm -hmm. Moved back into my mom's basement. Um, fell in love so, on Twitter. <laughs> just a question. You said you said it's a it it was technically offered as a full ride. Did that just pay for I, see? School? I lived. I lived. Yeah. So I lived less than like five miles away from the school or something like okay, that. All right. So my room and board wasn't covered. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, that whole situation, you know, was what it was. So then I ended up moved back into my mom's house mm. um, and was going to school. Everything was fine. Copacetic basketball team, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I fell in love. Um, off oh, of the, off of, story. Yeah, off the internet, I fell in love. And, um, you know, when you go to visit a girl and then you ended up living there for like five years. So mm. that pretty much happened to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, I wasn't able to graduate but then i went to ecc and you know got everything together so um a couple years later um yeah and then just i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) oh i was i I was gonna ask and you know i see of course i've seen your linkedin profile i've been on it so i i know at least from what i saw on there I saw that you got your associate's degree at least right. at ECC. Yeah. Yeah. At, at ECC, which by the way is like the best place to tailgate. Uh, really? I, yeah. I, that ECC parking lot right there. Oh my God. That was the best tailgate ever, especially out on that field. We were just throwing the football around. That was the greatest thing ever, dude. Oh, but, that's awesome. I never, yeah. I never even knew that. Really? No, like I, I think it was like thirty bucks or something to park there, and then like, basically we just all hung out. That was it. It was awesome. But next time I'm up there, definitely if we're if we're ever gonna sure. you know get oh, people sure. together, gotta go to the ECC parking lot, dude. And then of course it's like a short walk right over the stadium. So yeah, I now let's step into justice now, and obviously, you know the one thing that. I, I want to get is you talked about ever since you were in, you know, your jumpers right out the womb, you're in Bill's gear. Yeah. And I got to say, like, obviously, as younger kids, you kind of watch football, but you don't watch football. You know, like you're there and you're like, you're like, oh, there's something going on. Like, and you're mm-hmm. you're watching it. And you're like, OK, obviously, I like the Bills. I'm wearing all this stuff. What was the moment? And you can think back as far, but when you said, okay, I'm going to start watching this football seriously. (laughs) You know, what's funny is because I actually know the exact moment. Um, All right. Enlighten me. We was watching the Bills. um, I think it was versus the Patriots. I I can't, I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, there was a situation. I believe Marshawn Lynch had the ball. Don't quote me on that because this may be like, the years may not add up or match up or whatever. Yeah. But I, I think Marshawn Lynch had the ball. I'm not sure. It was a Bills running back. And um one of the Patriots players stuck his 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 like leg out and tripped the running back. And the running back had like a, a clean 20, 25 yards yeah. before anybody was gonna be in his vicinity, right? And so uh, you know, he trips up and and, and he falls and and I scream. I'm like, he tripped the running back. Right. And so I said that and and then you know there was a flag or whatever, and it was you know personal foul tripping you know, yeah. on the defense. And my dad was like, mm, you called that, you exactly what happened. And you know, my dad was always telling me I was gonna be like a statistician or, or stuff like that. So I, I I from that moment where I called you know out the defender tripping him, and I don't know, like just something from that validation of, of being able to see what happened that other people may not have necessarily seen. Um, I liked it, you know, and, and then, you know, ever since then my eye for, you know, watching football and noticing things, whether it's plays or schemes or, you know, just, just things that maybe other people don't notice on the first watch is just always, you know, 
been uh, a forte of mine. Um, so, and uh, see, I, I I love that because kind of one of the things that I learned uh, about interviewing is that there's these things called monkey bars, right? And a monkey mm-hmm. bar is when somebody says something, you grab onto it. And it's funny because you just said that, you know, one of the things that made you a Bills fan is you like watching the game and noticing things that maybe other people don't notice. Right. And part of the things that I have noticed as becoming a content creator, especially covering the Bills, (laughs) is you just watch football differently. So my question for you is how has creating content now really changed the way you watch a football game on Sunday? Um, <laughs> this may not be the answer you're looking for. Honestly, I, I think it's it's probably hindered my ability a little bit. Hindered. Um, Explain that. Because before it was fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, before, you know, I was talking to people who – had no clue what football or what was even happening on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, kind of getting into the Bills community. Now you're surrounded by people who do know what they're talking about and probably who know, you know, what they're talking about more than you do, yeah. you know? Um, and uh, like the more, I guess, notoriety and popularity I get, the more like people challenge me, you know? And, yeah. I, I'm somebody who I don't really care what your opinion is. Like you can have your opinion, I'm gonna have mine. But then when people start challenging me, challenging like yeah. the way I think is I'm like, well, why are you talking to me right now? Like I didn't say anything to you. You know, so that 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 was something that I had to kind of uh get used to. So then it, mm-hmm. it kind of discouraged for a while, I would say like, you know, probably a couple of weeks during the season, it discouraged me from even, you know, re-watching the games because it's just like you know, like somebody's going to say something stupid and, you know, but uh, yeah. then after a while, you kind of have to just, you know, I, I just do it because I, I, I love doing it. You know, um, I, I found the reason, you know, the roots, you know, for me doing it, you know what I mean? And, and I got back to that and I was able to to have more fun with it. And I'm, I'm happy you said that because, like I said, I've noticed that, you know, it's it's not as fun anymore obviously you still jump around and celebrate when crazy things happen especially when you're with people like that can be fun but i i find myself you know sitting there actually watch i'm watching the game but i'm also thinking in the back of my mind all right what what do i need to like i'm i'm actually i we we diagnose these games so much and what we think should happen and what what went wrong when we have to discuss a loss and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of taken the joy out of watching yeah. football just a little bit. Like, obviously we're not sitting here and saying that, Oh my God, watching football is not fun anymore. Obviously it's fun. Like it's, it's still football. You enjoyed it. It's the bills, but from a content creator standpoint, and I, I kind of want to get your thought on this because you said it is that there's, a little bit more pressure on you to have a better analysis of it. So it it kind of, you're thinking about that while you're watching, you're like, okay, I need to hone in on some of these things so that I know what I'm talking about. Say you go on a show like me and you were with 
Jay Spence and Joe Miller or something like that. You go with these guys that everybody looks so highly upon their opinion, which are great opinions. Uh, but like you, you want to be able to have those same great opinions with them. And right. the bigger you get, the more pressure there is on you. Not only that, but um, you know, for the entire off season, um, and then for about half of the, probably a little more than half of the regular season this year, I had to run social media. Um, and so when, when, you know, you, you have to watch every play and you have to, <laughs> you know, you have to document every play and, and tell Twitter, Oh, this just happened. Oh, this just, it, it yeah. kind of takes away from the game as well, because now I can watch for enjoyment is more. So I'm watching to get information to give. And that's a little yeah. annoying. I'm not going to lie. I don't really like doing that um, because it takes away the joy of, because listen, man, you, you get 16 of these games, you know, um, mm-hmm. 17 now, but you know, you get 17 of these games per year, you know? And so like, that's, that's 17, three hour periods per yeah. year that you get to sit and enjoy the team that you love. And then, you know, pretty much most of the rest of my year, is dominated by what they do in those 17 games. Yep. So I, I would like to enjoy that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, so when I do now, uh, you know, like I said, ever since I got back to just enjoying what I'm doing and kind of doing it for myself uh, versus obligation, um, I get back to loving it. I get back to noticing things. And and I noticed that when I'm kind of, uh you know, when I'm doing things on my own and trying to figure things out for myself, um, you know, and, and analyzing things that way, typically I come up with the same answers as the, you know, Joe Millers and the Jay Spence and the mm-hmm. Greg Tomsets and the, you know, Joe Marinos and the Anthony Marinos. And, you know, yeah. I come up with this, the same analysis as most of those guys, you know, when I watch the game for enjoyment versus when I watch the game to try to take details out, then I miss stuff. And then, you know, I, I have different opinions and I come up with things that, you know, I go back and I watch the tape. I'll be like, I don't even think that's true. Like, why did I even say that? You know? So it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of pressure, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And you can really, you can really relate that to, especially one thing that you'll hear from a lot of sports broadcasters is they love sports. They love to go, and see all these events but it's a job mm-hmm. and when you feel like you have a job you're not enjoying sports at the same level as you would be as a fan right it's 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 completely different so of course we do this as a hobby but i found one one of the best things is and of course that's why i envy whoever runs the uh, built in buffalo game day you know breakdowns and stuff like you did and now whoever does it now again i'm uh, so out yeah, of the loop and kelly yeah, Dan, like I, I envy you because you're you're doing that and you're not able to relax. You're mm-hmm. not relaxing and taking in the game. And, you know, even though I brought up the fact that I sit there and I still analyze it a little bit more than maybe a normal person was, I still enjoy it. Right. So and I and I think that that makes doing what we do here, like like the podcast and then the live shows and stuff like that, like you're doing that because you know, you enjoy it and you're laid back. It comes sitting. natural. Yeah. You, you you do it because you, you find enjoyment in watching football. And then while, while you're enjoying watching football, you notice things. You're like, Oh, you know, every time, 
Josh Allen says Omaha, they immediately snap it or you know yeah. something like that. But then when you have to sit there and stare at the screen and look at certain things, you know, things get lost in the in the sauce. You know, it's just a big blur sometimes. Yeah. And I I assume that the people who see all those posts on Twitter, maybe they you know, maybe they enjoy it like people who can't watch the game. Mm-hmm. But I, I I really think that, you know, and of course, it's never going to stop from people actually doing it but like i feel like that you know you post the big things like the touchdown that's what i started doing first down, <laughs> like that. that's exactly what i started doing like <laughs> you you can't be like oh bill's uh er- errant throw over gabe davis's head uh right. third down and, like, and not only that but listen man i'm emotional like you know me anybody who knows me yeah. knows that i'm an emotional bills fan like I can't like if the Bills are losing, I'm gonna say F this entire thing. <laughs> like I'm not gonna keep <laughs> tweeting this shit. Like when we when we played the Colts, I wasn't oh. tweeting that second half. Are you kidding Dude. me? I'm not doing no. that shit. Like I, I was mad, I was pissed. You know, I didn't want I didn't even want to watch the rest of the Bills game, let alone, you know, talk about it. Yeah, that was that was definitely a rough one. And if I was controlling the content at that time, I would have said the Bills are actually I think if you listen back to my podcast, I was like, the Bills are officially pretenders. Yep. Like that, like we that those are the kind of like takes that you have immediately coming out of those games, which yep. is 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 kind of why you know you have your show at the beginning of the week. You still have some of those feelings, especially during the regular season when you're going into your show. Thankfully, mm-hmm. by the time I'm doing mine, unless I'm actually recording it right after, you know, I've had about a week to chill down. Right. So, so I, again, I, I love your answer to that, to where, you know, you, you don't want it to be a job and you, you're still, you still enjoy it because a lot of people maybe don't feel that same way. And, you know, if you don't feel the same way about it, you know, maybe it's time for a change in something. Maybe if it's you're not actually enjoying it, yeah. it, it's time for a change, but justice, of course, it's been a 50 minute interview already i didn't expect for it to go this long but you know how we do anytime yeah, you and Jake I, get I, on the mic yeah this that that's why i was like if i'm gonna find someone that i can naturally interview right now right. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go with justice first so i definitely wanted wanted to get you on here and of course i want you to let the people know who probably already know you but like what you're doing what you've got out right now and kind of what you're working on and what's in the pipeline for justice general and those people that are, you know, they wait for that content. Oh man. Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me, Jake. Um, Jake, y'all, y'all know Jake, my boy, uh, my main man, partner in crime. Um, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you, you know, just asking about me. Like, I think that's pretty dope, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, I have justice for all coming. Uh, this upcoming Monday, I have Greg Thompson from Cover One. Um, I'll probably throw somebody else on there. I'm not sure yet. I got to come up with the promotion and everything. Um, but, uh, you know, tomorrow night or, well, tonight, if you guys are listening, obviously, we got first round by um, my man yeah. Jake and Izzy. Um, yeah, man. Oh, and I have a Top 40 um, video coming out. Um, top 40 plays in the Buffalo Bills 20. 20- 21 2022 season 
and yeah, that will probably come out tomorrow or well today, if I'm being honest, I don't know, but I'm probably going to put out, you know, stuff on my Twitter account. So, you know, just check my Twitter. Um, yeah, I got you guys. Yeah, of course. You guys always know that you can go and find some of the best content in the Bills Mafia community on Justice's page. And of course, his videos that go up on Built in Buffalo and Justice for All. Previously, the wind chill factor and first round bye on Friday nights, but also home field advantage on Wednesday nights. You can find Justice there. Justice does a lot for built in Buffalo. So it's definitely been an honor having you on here, my friend. And I'm, I'm actually, you know, happy to have you on here because you're one of the people that I'm closest with in yeah, this community. So sure. it's definitely, I, I didn't want to lead you into this interview by justice. I have found some of your deepest. <laughs> like I, of course I want to, I know all your secrets. Yeah. I want, I wanted to mess with you a little bit, but yeah, yeah I had so. no idea coming into this, what was going on. And, and I'm pretty sure if I go back and do the math, I will promise you, Jake is probably my most featured guest on all of my shows combined. So I gotta be, I gotta, gotta be, be. gotta like, be. Anytime I needed, Jake was right there. Yeah, I got you. Like, so yeah, yeah I, sure. I got you. Especially a lot of it came from at the beginning. You're like, Hey, you want to be on a live show? And I've never been on a live before, but I'm like, I am trying to learn my way around the mic and, and the camera. Sure and, 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 and we so. must've done triple digits in live shows. This maybe, maybe close, you know, up there, you know, yeah. like 70, 80, something like that. But, yeah. yeah, and definitely you can tell. I mean, all y'all got to do is just look at the numbers. Me and Justice pulled them in. So we're definitely quite the duo when it comes to that. But again, I have been Jake. This has been the Lowdown, only on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. I'm going to say thanks again to Justice. You can find him at Justice General on Twitter. And yeah, this has been the coolest place in Bill's Mafia outside of Western New York. And I will see all of you guys next week. Thank you.